welcome to the only podcast that's all about Fort Meade, our community, and life in the military. I'm your host, Joe Nieves. And I'm your co-host, Sherry Kuiper, and you're listening to Fort Meade Declassified. Hello and welcome to Fort Meade Declassified once again. On this episode, we're talking about Rockenbach. We're talking about... Stimmy checks. Stimmy checks. And we're going to be talking to a Miss Catherine Scheibel, a family advocacy social worker, all here on the next episode. So, hey, Sherry, how's it going? I mean, pretty great. We are back in the podcasting studio, so face-to-face here. That's nice, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's great to it see our, our wonderful faces yeah. together again. Usually, um, when we do this on Zoom or on Teams or whatever, I just see from your like eyeballs up. Yeah, I can never get the positioning proper. Like, for me... I don't know if you're doing that on purpose or... (laughs) On my screen, it looks fine. But I guess on everybody else's screen, it's like, oh, just eyeballs and up. (laughs) Yeah, I thought thought you were just being smart and and doing it that way. Like eating while I'm on the Yeah, well, when I do that, I just turn my camera off and turn my mic off. Chances are, if you see me like that in a meeting, I'm probably having a snack. Yeah. There's so many <laughs> etiquette things with these Zoom meetings and Teams meetings. It's so funny. Oh, I'll be glad when it's back to normal. I, I mean, maybe the day when we can finally uninstall Zoom or Teams. I don't think that that day will ever come. I Not think, anymore. I think those platforms have definitely proved their uh, their worth. But enough about that boring stuff. What are you watching, Joe? Any good movies or anything you've been watching? Um... I'm still emotionally recovering from WandaVision. Oh, I hear that. that. A yeah. lot of people are. It was really good. It, um, I mean, it was obviously a lot of fun, and it ties into all the Marvel films, so that's always great. But there was like this underlying theme of grief and dealing with grief. Huh. And I won't lie, by the end of the series, I was I shed a tear or two. It was, it was pretty good. I uh, just read today that that was... Or, like, the way that the, the series plays out was inspired by Dick Van Dyke. Yes. Um, if you look at some of the episodes, they paid homage to, like, Bewitched and I Dream of Genie and, and shows of, I mean, even, like, Modern Family. Like, as they, got, as they went through the, the eras of television, they definitely gave you those vibes of those old shows. And it, it really showed, it felt really good to see yes. that. I love Dick Van Dyke, but I will yeah. say I was not alive yet when it originally broadcast. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I watched it on like Nick at Night in later years and, and things like that. Yeah. But yeah, I just watched um, a great film on Netflix called I Care A Lot. I heard about that one. Yeah, you should watch it. It's it's a suspense. Um, and the name escapes me of the female lead right now. I know, I know her face. About. Yeah. And I just don't remember her name. She was in Gone Girl, right? She was the actress from Gone Girl. Maybe. Yeah. That might be she's why incredible. she looks super familiar to yeah. me. Um, she's one of those actresses who's incredibly amazing, and I'm doing her no justice by not remembering her name. But then uh, Peter Dinklage is also in it. Yeah, which we know his name because he was in uh, Game of Thrones for so yes. many years. Yes, So, anyways, um, some people love it. Some people hate it. I love it. It's fascinating, and I highly recommend it. Not for yeah. children. Her name is Rosamund Pike. Yes, is Ros- that her? Rosamund Pike, yes. Yes. Yeah. And she was, I I want to say she's the one from Gone Girl, because that was an incre- incredible movie. She was fantastic in it. Yes. Yeah. I hated that book, Gone the, Girl. The book? It made me so dang mad. Oh, yeah, I can imagine. Because the plot twist, is, is it throws you. No, it was just stupid. <laughs> it was just stupid. Like, she's just mad. Yeah. It's just some girl who's just mad at her man. 
And she has to go through all this this stuff to like pretend she's dead and fake her death and torment him. Please. <laughs> I haven't read a book that made me that angry in a while, so it's, it's funny. It's been a long time since I read that book too. And you can still I see I'm still recovering. It stuck with you. So then, then I would argue that it was a good book. Because you still remember it and think about it. Yeah, but I still think it was stupid. Oh, it's just awful. <laughs> that and the ending of Zoo. Have you ever read Zoo? No, I have not. Zoo is so good up until the ending. It's about animals kind of reclaiming their their power, right? Okay. So right now we're like the alpha, right? Okay, yeah. So it's more like that they start to be able to communicate with each other better and that they become the alpha and they're like preying on humans. Interesting. And that's a loose, it's been a long time since I read it, so if I'm not exactly right, folks, don't, don't hate on me. But the ending, the reason why the animals started acting this way is just so stupid to me. What happened? Okay, spoiler alert. It had something to do with, like, cell towers and cell phone waves and stuff. It had this <laughs> super weird, and it just, to me, it just didn't fit the rest just of the book. It didn't fit the narrative. Yeah, yeah. like... I wanted it to be more something more primal, like they're animals, you know? Yeah. Like, and then, because mm, they used to sell films. <laughs> Whatever. That reminds me of like Johnny Mnemonic. The plot was that people started to develop like, ner like nerve system illnesses because of all the radio waves and cell waves and all this stuff. It's interesting that they would take that same kind of, not that they took it from it, but like that they would use that same kind of premise yeah. to like justify animals becoming like planet of the apes. Interesting, I suppose. Yeah. I would side with the animals if that ever happened. I mean... If animals started taking over the planet, I would side with the animals, I think. I, I mean, I'd probably side with the humans because <laughs> I would like to still live. <laughs> well, if this book, if you read it, it kind of, you know... You kind of have to find ways to work it out. Yeah. Like, they weren't going anywhere. So. Okay, I gotcha. I so, gotcha. in the book, throughout the book, I was really siding with... The animals. With the animals. That's because, a good writing. Because the humans were basically... Like, all we wanted to do was steamroll them. Yeah. You know, we didn't yeah. want to... Didn't want to coexist or anything like that. Right. And yeah. we just wanted to fight back. And we'd already... You know, it was kind of like they were kind The animals were fighting back against the humans for... You know, we've obviously taken land over the years yeah, and evolved, so yeah. they, they, their, the animal existence has changed. That's interesting. And so it was just like the, you know, I, I felt for the animals because yeah. I really do feel like we, all we wanted to do was steamroll them again yeah. in this book. I feel like that's probably an analogy for something, so that's I'm interesting. Sure. It was a great book, though. Yeah. It was a great book. The ending was a little eh, but... Okay. But the book is really, really good. Definitely get you to think about, about what, you're, what you're doing. And there's a, apparently there's a TV series, but I haven't started watching that yeah, the same name that came out a few years ago. So, so you shouted something out earlier. You shouted something about stimmy checks. Stimmy checks. So ha I mean, at this point, people are just starting to get them. Uh, I know it, it's already gone out over the weekend a little bit. By the time this airs, most of America should already have their stimmy check. You have you gotten yours yet? I have not. Okay. I got mine. Great. Yeah. I'm, I'm Doing not anything useful with it? Absolutely. Or just buying a bunch of comic books? No. Well, that's in there. <laughs> Got to I mean, the whole point of it is to put it back into the economy. So it's definitely going back into the economy really fast. Right. But like, I love looking at social media and people posting photos. Like, I just left Jurassic Park with the T Rex on a flatbed. You know, <laughs> like fourteen hundred semi check out the window. You know. Oh man, I watched one today that made me laugh. It has it's on 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 reels TikTok. I don't know. What Heck, it's what the kids call what these days. <laughs> but there's the three guys. There's the Gen X, 
yeah. the millennial and the Gen Z. And the Gen Z is always like, meh, 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 meh. <laughs> and the millennial was talking about wanting a panda. <laughs> and then all of a sudden the Gen X, which is my generation, yeah. comes in and says to the millennial, hey, have these on a panda? <laughs> and they're like, yes. And then the Gen Z guy was just very annoyed, um, <laughs> which is great. I like it that way. Oh, yeah. So I'm sure lots of baby goats, baby pandas, things like that. Yeah. Oh, but I'm that's sure. all in fun. That's yeah, all in fun. I don't think people are actually going to go out. I think, it's, I think it's really great that that's gone out and then everybody, I know a lot of people can use it. There's a lot yes. of people out there struggling. Yes. And we, we make jokes, but, you know, at the same time, we recognize that it's an important thing. And we're happy that people will start getting their stuff. Uh, it's important to us all that everybody's in a good place. Yes. So. And you said something. I want to give a shout out to uh, Anne Arundel County Workforce Development Corporation. So AAWDC.org. Yep. I hope I got that right. That's the It'll one. be in the show notes. But when you said a lot of people could use support, so they have some great programs out there for Anne Arundel County residents who have been impacted by the pandemic. So for, you know, for here at Fort Meade, that could be some of the retirees living here on post, that could be spouses, things of that nature, but I'd highly encourage you to go to their website and check out, they have some really great things that they're offering as well. Yeah. Yeah. You know what else? What's up? We should talk about. What's that? It's time for your Rockenbach report. Rockenbach! <laughs> and here's the good news. It's open. Hey, Sherry. What's When's Rockenbach opening? It's open now. What? Right this second. Rockenbach is open? Okay, well, depending on what time you're listening to this podcast, yes. that might not be true. But Rockenbach's open. Rockenbach is open. It opened on the 15th of March. It did. Yeah. And we saw the uh, Colonel Nyland and Sergeant Major Benkendorf was out there. Bright and They're early. Bright and early. Welcoming everybody into the base through Rockenbach. It is fantastic. The, the gate looks, looks amazing. Yeah, it looks amazing. Did you ever think in your life that you would ever care what a gate looked like? I didn't it's so think, nice. I didn't think ever in my life I'd see the gate open again. <laughs> It's literally taken about 12 years. It I mean, took I, a long it's, time. I don't have the numbers in front of me, so I apologize, but it's been a long time. There's yeah. a lot of issues with it, and um, but it's done. Yeah. So what what are the hours, Joe? What are we looking at? It's daily. It's open till 9. So the hours are 5.30 to 9 every day of the week, but it's closed on weekends. Right. Yeah. And then Reese will shut down permanently at 1 p.m., on Friday the 19th of March. Yes. Yeah. Okay. But, well, Reese, Reese will have closed by the time this podcast is live. Right. But I'm just saying, but it'll officially close as of the 19th of March. Reese is closed. Yep. At 1 p.m. Yep. And it will close. It will be closed for quite done. some time. Yeah. For so, years. Years. Yes. Years. So we're going to see the same kind of closure. Hopefully not the exact same kind of closure that Rockenbach No, no, no. But, Joe, don't wish that on us. <laughs> <laughs> Don't wish that on us, but but yes, Rockenbach finally open. Yes, you've got your your Mapes one seventy five V twenty four hour seven day a week gate here on the fort, and then you have Mapes thirty two. Yep. So and and the Reescape Visitor Control Center will remain open during the construction. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So if you are coming on post and you need to go to the VCC, it's still in the same spot. Just the gate is closing, so you'll then need to head over to. Rockenbach or Mapes to get on post after that. Yeah. But Sherry, what? when does Rockenbach open? It's open. Yes. Right now. It's nice. open. Best news ever. Ab absolutely. I was wondering how many more commanders we'd go until that actually opened. 
A big shout out to Colonel Sprague for fielding a lot of those questions over the years. Yes. And it's been the bane of Colonel Nyland's existence since he got here. Yes, it has. Yes, so, it has. So I'm glad that he gets to experience the joy of opening the gate. Yes. Aren't we all? Yeah. So coming up, we're going to speak to a Miss Catherine Scheibel. She's a family advocacy social worker here on base. Yes. And uh, we had a great conversation with her. We really hope you guys enjoy it. She's got a lot of resources. I had a great time talking to her, Sherry. Yeah, I'll just say this. I really loved talking to her. We have all found ourselves feeling a little trapped at home, and the days can sometimes just blend all together. And that can lead to some issues with the ones we love. In times like these, the Family Advocacy Program has some great advice on how to stay happy and healthy as a family. So today we sit down with Ms. Catherine Scheibel, a family advocacy social worker here at Fort Meade. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. So Catherine, why don't you start out telling us a little bit about what the Family Advocacy Program provides? The Family Advocacy Program here on Fort Meade or within the Army is composed of two parts. Um, one part is the Family Advocacy Prevention part through ACS, and they provide a lot of preventative services. They offer the New Parent Support Program, which is geared for parents who have children between the ages of zero to three. As we know, a lot of military members um, do not live close to their parents, and so sometimes it's nice to have somebody who can just come in and give them some parenting advice on things like, you know, putting, starting my kid on solid food to potty training, what do I do with temper tantrums, my baby cries all the night, through the night, or all the time and can help with a lot of those issues. They also have the parenting classes, which is a six week, one hour, one and a half hour a week class that goes over a lot of different parenting situations. They have support groups that they offer. They have the victim advocacy services. They offer um, a class and the MFLAC, a couple of classes on parenting, uh, marriage stuff, and then they have the MFLAC there. On my side of the house is the treatment side of the house, and we are the ones who can offer individual counseling, marital counseling, family counseling through the prevention side of the house. And then we also look into any kind of allegation of intimate partner abuse or child abuse. We'll look into those types of situations too, and then offer treatments. It seems like there's there's a lot of great programs that you guys uh, provide, that your office provides. What would you say are some of the common themes you you see couples dealing with? What I see a lot, um, especially this day and age um, with COVID and everything else, I would say one of the biggest sources of conflict comes over video games, where um, one spouse is playing video games and the other spouse can't get their attention, um, whether that's they feel like they're not getting help with um, household, getting things done around the house, um, just household chores, or they don't spend time with them. Um, sometimes the common complaint we'll hear is my spouse goes to work, they come home, they play video games, they go to bed, and they don't help with out with anything within the house, but they also don't spend time with me. Um, another one we see is the um, they, my spouse shuts down. They don't talk. They get upset, and I can't talk to them, and it's frustrating because they won't talk to me. Or brutal honesty. It's the way it's said, not so much what was said, but way it was said. Lack of empathy. 
Um, my spouse just doesn't care. I tell them what's going on and they just don't care. There are some of the big ones. The last one that I hear frequently is my spouse treats, I feel like my spouse is my third child. I feel like my spouse is my child and I'm having to walk them through anything from how to apply for jobs and that kind of stuff to telling them to, you know, you need to clean the house, you need to wash the dishes, that type of stuff while I'm at work. Yeah. So it's it's funny you bring that up about the video games and and, and kind of the partner being kind of checked out. Yeah, um, Joe, do I need to call your wife and ask her? I know you love your video games. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think from my perspective, the challenge is that I spend so much time around her now that I feel like I'm spending time with her. And I get that it's not the quality time that she might need. And so I do try to give her those moments. But I feel like because we're around each other so much that I kind of give myself a little bit more time to do the things that I normally do to relax. Maybe that's what's going on with some of these scenarios. It's finding the balance. As you said, I have a lot of couples, they'll come in and go, what do you mean I'm not spending time with you? We're sitting in the same room. I spent the entire evening with you. Yes. We're in the same room, but you were on your video games. I'm on my phone. We're not communicating. I feel like we don't spend quality time together. And so I talk to people a lot about quality time is when you make eye contact. What are you guys doing together where you making eye contact? Watching a movie together is great. That is not quality time because you're not talking um, unless you're a couple that talks throughout the movie. Well, my, hus- my husband definitely talks throughout the movie, but <laughs> it's not in a good way. But some of these things you're saying, I just can't help but think like, you know, I've experienced some of these things, too. And I think this pandemic has really played into that hand because, you know, Joe and I were talking the other day. It's like I'm stuck in my house all day with everyone. There's no it's not like I'm coming home at the end of a work day, coming home to my family that I haven't seen all day. So it's like we're just completely cooped up together. And then at the end of the day, when I'm done sitting in front of my computer for eight hours, you know, there's just no nowhere to really go. I mean, aside from taking my 10 billionth walk outside during this pandemic, we're kind of isolated. Do you I mean, I'm assuming that's a popular theme that you're seeing, too. Yes. And that's when we talk about things like if you've got kids, but even if it's just you and your spouse or your partner, game night. You know, what do you guys, what did you guys do before all of this? When you guys were first started dating, think back to those first few months. What did you do? What do you guys do for fun? What do you enjoy doing? And it may be back and forth. You know, I will sit down and play this game with you and let's do a paint night where we go out and we'll get the art supplies and you can YouTube and watch Bob Ross and we can watch some of those and you can do some of the paint nights together. But there's also online classes that you can go on and you can do that. Or let's do a cooking class. Let's make something together. What are you guys doing that you guys enjoy for fun? And sometimes I hear couples, especially during this COVID of, we don't have anything in common. Well, before all this, what did you do together? And so it's trying to figure out where are those common interests? What are the things that you like to do together or alternate? Okay, we'll do a game of Monopoly this time. Next time, we're going to do some cooking activity together. It's finding that balance. But what do you guys enjoy doing together? 
but then you also need the time alone. So I balance that with our time together as a couple, our time together as a family, and then there's the times that I do this by myself. I may talk to a friend. I may sit down and read a book, put my headphones on so I can kind of check out. You go do your video games, I'll sit down and read my book. We're in our own little corners, and that's cool as long as I still get my time together. It's finding that balance. Yeah, and I think it's important to point out, too, that that's going to take some effort, especially in the pandemic, because like we were just saying a few minutes ago, we're on top of each other all the time now. So to really differentiate those times. But with that, you know, you also need some good communication skills. So what are how can families and couples build those stronger communication skills right now? The biggest things are understanding if, if there's a problem, what is the problem? identifying what is your issue and then what is the solution what do you want to see happen in other words if i come to you and i start going off about how you're always on your video game all you do is care about cares about that you don't care about me you don't care about anything i'm going to meet with resistance you're going to get defensive and probably come back with yeah well you're always on your phone you're always doing xyz and we're going to go back and forth and that conversation is going to go nowhere productive Instead, I want to come back with, you know, I know you enjoy your video games. I enjoy doing things on my own. I really would like for us to spend some quality time together. Could we spend two hours on Friday night together? Could we spend, you know, every other Saturday doing something? Identifying what specifically do you want? Because if I just say I want more time, I can give you an extra 30 minutes and check. I just did what you asked me to do. And you're going, you didn't give me more time because in your head, you're thinking, I want to spend five hours with you. Well, five hours and 30 minutes, I'm thinking I met it. You're not because I didn't articulate what I wanted. So the biggest thing is what is the problem? And then articulating what is the solution? What would you see? What would you like to see happen? And part of that is using I statements. You know, I would like, because if I just start saying you do this and you do this and you do that, you automatically get defensive, you shut down, and you're not listening to me. So I want to speak more for myself of, here's what my issue is. Um, and that's the biggest one when there's problems. The other one is, if you want some help, articulate it. I see so many spouses who expect you to read their minds. You should just be able to look at the kitchen and know that it's a mess and go clean it up. Well, if I, if I don't think, if, if I don't really care if the kitchen's a mess or not, I'm not going to pay attention to that. So if you want my help, just say, hey, can you go you know, clean up the kitchen? Can you go wash the dishes? And what does that mean? Because the other part of it is standards. How I clean the kitchen and how you clean the kitchen may be different. <laughs> you are, you are hitting, you're, I'm just laughing because you're striking a chord with me because my thing is pet peeve. And this has nothing to do with the pandemic. This is a tale as old as time is why nobody else in my family can get the dishes from the sink into the dishwasher. Mm -hmm. That's like less than a foot away. Literally drives me absolutely bananas. But then when you say about the standard, so finally somebody in my house that put the dishes away, but then they didn't rinse them off and there was like gross milk and stuff on everything. So yeah, it's just taking that articulation, just taking an, that extra step and saying, hey, this is this is what I would like and this is how it Yes, that's very important. So often we just assume you know, and so oftentimes you have to break it down step by step. And we think it's like, well, th this goes without saying no. 
loading the dishwasher. You need to first take the dish over, rinse the dish off. After rinse off, you need to put in the dish. You have to lay out the steps because um, then they know. Because if if you if I finally for the first time put the dishes in the dishwasher and then you come back and come back to me and go what you didn't rinse it off, <laughs> I was kind of like well. You know, here I am doing what she asked, and it's still not good enough. And so sometimes people give up. It's like, well, what's the point? If I kind of, uh, if I do it, that's not good enough. And if I don't do it, I'm going to get yelled at. I might as well not do it because if I'm going to get yelled at either way. Yeah, I, I would definitely say that that's been, that, that's definitely occurred in my household a, a few times. <laughs> More because, you know, there's the assumption that if you don't do it, you don't care. And, mm-hmm. and that's just not the case. It's just, it, and and it's it's still a sore point, but it's sometimes it doesn't occur to me because it doesn't bother me as much as it bothers her. But we have that conversation, and then we then I realize how important it is to her. So I make a little bit more effort to try to try to meet her at least halfway. But there's that challenge because you know you have to say it out loud. If you don't, how does the other person know? So. What what kind of resources can uh, can uh, families look into to help build on these communication skills in their relationships? The, the big resources I would use on your own, I know here on Post, they offer the five love languages, and that's one class that they offer on a monthly basis. There is the, they can go to the chaplain for counseling. They can come to our office. They've got the MFLAX. If you're having a lot of issues and bickering, sometimes just coming in for marital counseling can be really helpful. Even if it's just we only need to go in for three sessions, just give us a couple of these communication skills that we need to kind of get ourselves on the right path. I know there are certain church organizations that offer classes for couples. Um, they'll do like weekend seminars that you can go out and check. The biggest part is within the Army, there's um, strong families. It's being able to figure out what are we doing to really focus on improving our relationship. Because when times are rough, we will focus, and then things go well, and then we, and when everything's going great, we stop taking the time to really work on us, and then things go down again. And when things get really bad, we say, oh, we need to work on things, and then we'll work on it, and then we get kind of lazy, and it goes, and it's this cycle up and down and up and down. So it's being able to say, I need to make it a point to really work on our marriage all the time and what works for us. And one of the biggest things is finding sometimes conversation starters. One book that I find um, great is John Gottman's Eight Dates. It gives you a script for what to talk about on eight, on eight dates. But setting aside that time where we're going to get together and let's talk about something. And if there's nothing to talk about, let's, let's look at different resources. Um, and then watch this together. And what do you think? What do I think? And just really kind of build our communication. Yeah, I will say this, that I swear by the whole five love languages thing and the strong bonds events that they hold on on uh, through, I think, the chaplain services. When I was active duty, I went on one of those and they did a whole a whole session on the five love languages. And it really just redefined how my wife and I communicated because we were such different communicators. We we spoke different languages, we received differently, and it just opened our eyes that while we both spoke different languages and received differently, 
that we could still communicate in a positive way and actually meet each other halfway, it honestly, it changed our relationship in a, in such a profound way. So I, if anybody ever brings it up, I swear by it every time. <laughs> yeah. And I think the other thing that's really important to talk about too is, you know, as you were saying, Captain, yeah, marriages and relationships are work. I mean, sure, it's great when they're all fun and easy breezy, but, but they are work. And there is nothing wrong with taking part of these RSO retreats, the religious services office retreats that are hugely popular on post and the, you know, the services that your program has. I mean, this all just helps with your resiliency, your mental health, and it gets, it keeps your relationship strong. And, you know, I would even advocate that these things are great to do, even if you don't have any issues, Yeah. because it just helps, you know, don't wait until you guys are so annoyed with each other that you're like ready to wring each other's necks, you know, go now, you know, take a part of like the five love languages class that you guys have coming up. I mean, just do it. You don't yes. have to have pro- you don't have to ha- be having a problem to participate in these really uh, cool resources. I totally agree. And strong bonds is great because for those who've got young families, you get to go to a hotel. They provide babysitters for you. They provide all the meals. It's usually at a really nice place. Usually, like Great Wolf Lodge. They are. A good, you have a good time, and you're also getting a lot of really helpful information. So what? advice you have for couples that are finding themselves around each other 24-7 due to this pandemic and the restrictions? What other advice do you have for them to keep their marriages happy and healthy or their relationships? They don't have to just to keep their relationships happy and healthy. Any other final advice you have? The biggest advice I have is set up a date night. I don't care if you've got young kids, you've got teenagers, you need to set up a date night. And whether that's once a week, whether that's once a month, it needs to happen. Um, And that may be during these COVID times is after you put the kids to bed, let's have a nice meal, a nice adult meal that's not chicken nuggets or something. It can be a picnic outside. During COVID, you can still take a picnic if it's warm enough. Find those activities where you have a date and you do something that's fun. Because when you're together all the time, you get sick of each other. You need to make sure you're having fun, enjoying each other. And so a lot of times that's deliberate. It's got to be scheduled. If we say we're going to do a date night someday, that someday six months later still hasn't happened. It needs to be on a schedule. You need to plan it and find out what you want to do for fun. If if you're going, well, what do we have to talk about? A lot of times I'll say, there's all kinds of questionnaires for pre uh marital counseling pull up some of those questions ask yourself each other get on those lists start asking each other questions you may find things that you didn't know the other person thought it's finding random questions random things what do you think about this you know where do you would like to go on vacation anything but create those conversation starters because that's the other thing is we're around each other 24 7. i already know everything about him i know everything about her yes but you guys are talking business you know, who's going to clean what, who's going to take care of this. You're doing some small talk, but you're not having those deep conversations. And if you go back to when you first started dating, most people could talk for hours. And now it seems like you can't even have a conversation. So find those conversation starters. Just get you guys talking. 
Yeah, I, I would say that uh, my wife and I, we do that quite often. We definitely take breaks here and there to, to have conversations about just anything that outside of, of COVID, like we, we're, we're trying to talk about things before all this stuff started. So we have something nice to talk about rather than something kind of gloomy because, you know, the restrictions can make life a little challenging and makes life tough. We reminisce about all the things we used to do. Like one of my all time favorite pastimes for my family is to go to the movies and we would do it almost every week. We would go anytime a new movie was coming out that was great for the kids or something that we could watch with the kids. We'd go and see it or we'd get a babysitter for the kids so we can go watch something as a couple. So, yeah, we, we try to make that time to talk about those things because it, it could get stale and not because we don't have anything to talk about or we feel like we have we've learned everything there is to learn. But just because we need to talk because it, it's it's hard not to. We need those connections. And that's what I find when people come in, especially when they're having a lot of problems, is they don't feel connected to each other anymore. You kind of just feel like roommates where, you know, in, out, day to day, here's what's going on. And I don't feel connected to you anymore. And so you need those deeper conversations. Where would you like to go? What would you like to do after COVID? If you could go anywhere in the world, where would you go? Just all kinds of random stuff. But you're picking their mind. But doing that, you're connecting. And you want to feel these connections. I actually thought that was a really awesome interview because I don't know about you, Joe. I mean, I hear you talk about your wife. I think both of us have great marriages, but I was listening to it. I was like, there's a lot of things I could be doing right now. I don't know about you, but... I actually just texted my husband that I loved him while she was wrapping up her interview. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't blame you. Uh, I was just talking to my wife a little while ago, right before we started the podcast. Too. And, you know, she's at home. She's doing what she's doing. And I'm off somewhere else, you know, doing work. So this is one of the few times where she's had alone time to to really be alone and, and, and have a moment to herself. And uh, we find ourselves still talking to each other, like texting back and forth because we're just so used to being around each other. There's still a lot of work to do. <laughs> I was definitely reminded of that when Ms. Scheibel was talking. Yes. I mean, some of the examples that she was giving, I was like, oh, that is that is so me. That <laughs> is so those things happen in this house. But I think that goes to show that that you can still have a good mar- a good marriage, a good relationship, what have you. It can still be very good, but it doesn't mean you can't work on it. And it yeah. doesn't mean that you can't be doing some more thoughtful things, uh, especially during this pandemic. You know, I mean, we all have weird situations. My situation is I'm, I'm my husband and I are geobatching and I can't really go see him because yeah. he's in another state. So the pandemics may travel really difficult and everything. So it's just how, how do I keep those communication things going when we don't even see each other? You have the opposite problem. <laughs> You guys are on top of each other 24-7, and you have small kids yeah. who, who just went back to school recently. So now, like you said, your wife's getting some of that quiet time back. So, yeah, it's, lots lots to think about. Yeah. It's interesting, this, the scenarios we find ourselves in, being surrounded by the military, having family in the military like your husband. It's it's just so, oh, it's wild, the the diversity of our situations. 
You know, some people will be going through what you're going through. Some people will be going through what I'm going through and the various circumstances in between. It's and it's all something that you have to work on, regardless of the situation you find yourself. So it's it's very interesting. Yes, I, I Googled uh, relationship conversation starters. And let me <laughs> tell you, all sorts of good stuff pops up. Everything is said from deep conversation starters to sexy conversation starters. Interesting. I'm just going to leave it at that. Y'all can Google it yourself. Um, <laughs> this, is a, this is a rated G podcast. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, I just, I think, share the great message. And, you know, just to, to all the families out there, to all the couples out there. You know, just just keep working at it. You're doing great. And don't don't be afraid to partake in some of these programs. I mean, they actually sound like a lot of fun and you get to do it with your favorite person in the world. So it sounds like a win-win to me. Here's Chad Jones with your digital gibber for the week. Chad Jones here, Team Mead, and welcome to March Madness. A wonderful time of year filled with basketball, brackets, and our first signs of spring weather. Some of you residents over on the west side of Post actually got to cut down your proverbial nets on Monday when Rockenbach Gate finally opened. And by finally, I mean that was a nine-year project in the making. But now, you get that straight shot to Starbucks or the casino without having to do that nasty traverse all the way down to the Reese Road Gate. Of course, I say that a little tongue-in-cheek because a lot of you made that little drive seem like a leg of the Iditarod as opposed to a 1.1-mile jaunt that it is. But I get it. Water's wet, military doctors hand out Motrin, and residents like to express issues. With the occasional exaggeration. But to be frank, I'm glad because it keeps our social media pages popping and for you it works. We wouldn't know half the things that go on without, on Fort Meade if it wasn't for you keeping your ear to the ground and your fingers on the keyboard. Take that Blair Witch noise that was popping up around the fort for the last couple weeks. We sent Sergeant Major out. We sent our DPW out. We sent our DES out on camping trips, all searching for this mysterious noise. But every time we went out, all we would it would just pop up and down like a whack-a-mole. But you residents kept diligent, and last week we found out that it was some construction work over on East Campus. So good on you, and keep going with your bad selves. Your voices have fixed everything on Fort Meade from Rhodes to Rockenbach Gate to the free lunch program at MacArthur, and of course, housing. Sure, some of you come off as a little bit entitled, I'm looking at you, resident who complained about seven years ago that a two-car garage would take away from your green space. But even with that, at the end of the day, you advocating for yourself makes Fort Meade a better place. Thanks, and go blue. Thanks for tuning in. Remember, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, as well as iTunes. We're also on divotshub.net. If you search Fort Meade Declassified,